this week's episode of The Last Burn, we are going to discuss the recent poll about The Last Dance, George vs. LeBron debate, talk a little bit about The Last Dance and documentary itself, we will then introduce a new segment called Growing, Slowing, or Staying the Same, and then we will finish with our final burn. As always, please follow us on Twitter, at The Last Burn, and you may follow me, Shay Washburn, at The Shay Washburn. Let's get started. And we are back with another jam-packed edition of The Last Burn. Please make sure, as always, you follow the podcast on Twitter at The Last Burn. And you may follow me, your host, Shay Washburn, at The Shay Washburn. Now, in light of recent events, um, I think I think it's a, a really good opportunity to turn our attention to um, this Last Dance documentary, which was absolutely phenomenal um i i don't think it could have been any better i think um you know so i'm 27 i think for people around my age um it was it was a good reintroduction to michael jordan so when i was i mean i was six when jordan won his last championship so um I think that's part of the reason why I'm a I lean towards LeBron is because I've been there for I've I've seen all that you know that that's that was that was that was my guy growing up you know and, and plus I live in Ohio and everything he's done for the state of Ohio. However, this documentary is essentially the equivalent of Jordan winning another ring. You know, this, I mean, this brings zero doubt that at this current state of basketball, where we're at, he is currently the GOAT. Um, I actually tweeted out my top five, just so I'm on the record, you know, my top five basketball players of all time. I do think Michael Jordan is one, okay? I don't think there's as big a gap to LeBron, we'll get into this in a minute, as there is from others. Um, I have LeBron 2. I have Magic 3, because I think his impact on the game is a little more um, and than, than Kareem. I have Kareem 4, and then I have Kobe 5. Um, I, I, think, I think Kobe, you know, I think he is absolutely one of the five best basketball players of all time. Um, you know, I think I think he's a better basketball player than Bird. Uh, I think he's a better basketball player than Duncan. Um, he has the resume to back it up. And um, I think he's just one of the most skilled players of our lifetime in the history of basketball. Now, but back to the last dance, um, the documentary was great. They, they, they shined on things. We're going to get to a segment later, um, a new segment that we're introducing. And I think we have to remember that, one, this documentary was started the day after the Cavs won and beat the 73-win Warrior team. That's when Jordan, that's when MJ finally gave the green light to do this documentary. I think he felt footsteps. And I think that's one of the reasons he, he finally said, okay, let's do this. Let's remind people 
Let's remind the masses how great I was, how different I was. And, um, you know, it's, it's an endless debate. It's honestly kind of just a boring debate um, when you talk about LeBron and Jordan. But um, I normally don't get into this. Um, I think MJ is number one just because the six rings. But if I had to draft, if I had to build a team, okay, I'm taking LeBron over Michael Jordan for just building a team purposes, okay? And we also have to remember, this is present time. LeBron's not done. He's still going to add to his resume. More points, more rebounds, more assists, possibly more championships, possibly more finals MVPs. We also have to keep that in mind and keep an open perspective. That's why I said I don't think it's as close as, or as, as far as people think. I think it is absolutely a possibility that this could happen because I, I think there is a chance that when things are all said and done, um, LeBron could be the GOAT. But ESPN, and this is complete recency bias, and they recently just put out a – sorry, so this is a problem. Now my wife's texting me saying that she thinks the cat is stuck in the room with the daughter, with our daughter. Go, 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 get, go check it. Oh, she's opened the door. She's checking. Wow. Now she heard me. But anyways, so they've come out with this ESPN poll, and they did, they had they had people vote on LeBron versus Jordan. All right, and we're gonna go through the list. And they have Jordan ahead of every category over LeBron. And some of these, I, I do have my my questions on if that's true. Um, so let's just start here. And I'll tell you if I agree or if I disagree with this poll. So Jordan versus LeBron. LeBron, better offensive player, goes to Jordan. Okay. I think I lean MJ. He's the greatest mid-range jump shooter of all time. However, the better overall offensive player, you know, I think we're cutting. I think we're. I think we're. We're not looking at the whole picture and what LeBron can do. Okay, you know what? So I, I'm going. I'm going. I'm going LeBron here. Let's stick to our guns. Let me explain why. Better offensive player, LeBron. LeBron is a better offensive player. Better career field goal percentage. Better career three-point field goal percentage. Okay. Jordan, now, was, was Jordan probably developed a three-point shot in today's league? Yes. But LeBron has turned into a highly respectable three-point shooter in, in his time in the league. Absolutely. Um... You know, driving to the basket, you can't stop LeBron. You know, I mean, Jordan's an all-time great scorer. Don't get me wrong. But, and then there's one piece here. It says better overall. It says better offensive player. That means passing the ball, too. If 
Ron's a better passer. So that he's a better overall offensive player than than Jordan, in my opinion. Better defensive player. Um, I think LeBron's super underrated in this category. I think LeBron's a very good defensive player in his prime. Um, he doesn't have the def- defensive player of the, of the year. You can make the argument that a couple years in Miami, he could have won defensive player of the year. But Jordan does. Uh, we're going to give Jordan the edge on defensive player of the year. Okay? Um, just, just because I, I think he has a little more of the accolades there for defensive player of the year. Better passer, LeBron. It's not even close. This poll from ESPN had 59% said Jordan's a better passer. And th- it is asinine. Those, pe- those people shouldn't be allowed to be in polls. Like, they're, 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 they shouldn't be allowed to vote. Have they seen some of the passes LeBron's made? Insane to me. Preferred teammate? Are we serious right now? Jordan, who has punched teammates? Are we are we sure he wants to, we want him to be our teammate? There's 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 no way. LeBron is absolutely better to be a teammate in this situation. No doubt. No doubt in my mind on that one. No doubt at all. I'm taking LeBron every single day to be to be on my team. LeBron is by far a better teammate than Jordan. Better clutch performer. Again, we would be super critical of LeBron here to say he's not clutch. Okay? He is clutch. Countless game-winning shots in his career, regular season and postseason. Okay? Final five minutes a game, gets baskets. LeBron's clutch. Taking Jordan, okay, that's, that's, there's, there's reasons to that. I mean, this is a shot in 98 alone. Um, choice to take the last shot. Again, underrating here, but I'm still going to take, I'm going to take Jordan in this situation. Just because I think Jordan, Jordan has proven that he, he, he has this ability to take this shot, Okay. There's no doubt. There's no doubt about that. Okay, LeBron. Would I want LeBron taking it? Sure. But between the two, I'll take Jordan. That's that's fine. More more amazing. I mean, I think LeBron's pretty amazing. I think what he does on the on the court is amazing. I think he has the the single greatest defensive play in the NBA Finals. I think that's pretty amazing. The block on Iggy. That block on Andre Iguodala. In 2016, like that block, I mean, it is the the highlight play. It's going to be his statue. Imagine that his statue is going to be a defensive play and a block on Andre Iguodala, who is a a a great basketball player. Um, but more amazing. Okay, I'll lean Jordan. He, he's, I mean, just because of the the, the myth to him. Uh, more likely to win, more likely to win one on one. Um, LeBron's six nine. He's bigger. He's stronger. He's faster. 
I like LeBron's chances to beat Jordan one-on-one. Yeah. Positive impact off the court. It's not even close. Are we serious? LeBron has started a school. A school. Changing lives. The amount of people that LeBron will impact in a positive way. It's 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 a it's a blowout. It's a blowout that it's that it's LeBron, and I don't even see wh- how it's not. It is. It is just. It's not even close. Not even close. Better look? I don't know what that means. So, we'll just keep it Jordan. Better look. Uh, okay. Better signature sneaker. Better signature sneaker for style and fashion. Jordan. I mean, there's a reason he has the number one selling shoes still. And better signature sneaker for performance. Um... I mean, the the early Jordans don't compare to performance to some of the later LeBrons. So, I think that would have been LeBron there. I think it's just an interesting debate all around um, with Jordan versus LeBron. And that's why, I mean, I, list, I went through there and I just listed categories that and gave specific reasons why that, you know, of the 17 or something like that, or how many there are, that Jordan you know, isn't necessarily leaps and bounds better than LeBron. And we talk about overall basketball player. Um, okay. Um, I might take LeBron, guys. <laughs> so if I'm starting a team, absolutely I'm starting them. LeBron wins everywhere. There's no system needed. LeBron is a system. We'll be right back on the last burn. Alrighty, we're back on the last burn. This is one of my new favorite segments. We're debuting it today. It is called Growing, Slowing, or Staying the Same. So here's what that means. We're going to base this on the last dance and some of the individuals in the documentary. We're going to say Growing, Slowing, Staying the Same. Is their reputation growing, slowing, or staying the same based off this documentary? We're going to start. We'll start with Michael Jordan. It's growing. The amount of people, the amount of young people who didn't get to see him play, if you watch this documentary and that's your first exposure to the GOAT, um, I think it, it, it just it, it sealed it for them. You know, the, what he dealt with with that team. You know, his um, competitiveness, his, his passion for winning, um, to the, the, the level he would go to to win, it's, it's fascinating, you know? And um, I think this is – sneaker sales are going to boom even more than they already do. It's just a tremendous opportunity for him to, to grow. Um, now, one, one thing – you have to remember, MJ had full control over this. Full control. He made the decisions. There's a part of this 
that needs to be discussed. MJ buried Scotty during this. Now this was known though, but I think a lot of people didn't know. I think a lot of the argument against Le against Michael to be the best of all time is that he had Scotty Pippen. And he buried him in this. You know, not being there the the headache game, quitting on the team, quitting on Phil, quitting on the Kukoc play, refusing to go in. Game six ninety eight playing through that injury. That elevates Jordan because Michael was the Michael carried the team. He he buried Scotty during this. And that's what that's what you have to think about Michael. That is the extent that he will go to to keep his legacy intact. And kudos to him. So Scotty, I think, is slowing. But from the standpoint of being being buried by Scotty or by by Michael, Michael didn't put anything out there that wasn't already known. I think he just brought more light to it. He had to discuss it, you know, and Scotty talked about it in the documentary too. But I think Scotty's all-time rep re reputation is slowing. Dennis, I think it's staying the same. Um, I don't think there's anything growing about Dennis. There's nothing about his reputation. We didn't learn anything. I don't think we learned anything new about him except I think the only thing new that we learned about Dennis was his trip to Vegas in the middle of the 97-98 season. Um, but I think I don't think anyone was surprised by that. Um, so I think it's I think it's staying the same. I think I think his his legacy is intact. It's not changing. It's the same. Phil now Phil's an interesting one. Okay. I would have said growing up until last night when Reinsdorf said that he offered Phil the job to come back and coach the team. Now, what would that be? Would Michael have came back? Michael said that he would come back if Phil comes back. Scotty wouldn't have resigned. I think that would have been the hard one. Would Dennis have resigned for a year? Probably. Steve? Probably. I think they would have had an opportunity there. But, I mean, Tracy McGrady was a free agent. Would Would Tracy McGrady have gone to Chicago instead of Orlando to be Michael's new Robin? It's a possibility. I mean, so I think, I think with Phil, I think it's staying the same. I think for, for nine episodes, it was growing as being, it was growing his legacy. But with that last little omission that he was offered the job to come back, I think that's staying the same. Jay Krause. I feel bad for Jerry Krause. One of the reasons I feel bad for Jerry Krause is because he's not here to defend himself. And maybe that's why Reinsdorf, is, Reinsdorf agreed to sit down for it. To kind of defend Jerry. I'll tell you something. I don't think Jerry Krause blew up the team. 
I think he was just the voice for the owner. And the owner knew it. I think Reinstorf blew up the team. I think he didn't want to pay anyone. He didn't want to pay Scotty. Nope. We knew he didn't want to pay Scotty. That's why he wouldn't renegotiate with him. Scotty signed that deal. He said, I'm not signing. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not discussing it. That's what that was. Um, I think Jerry Krause's legacy, I think if you would have said something in the, the first two episodes, I think we would have said slowing. I think it stays the same. I think we know everything we know about Jerry Krause. He assembled the greatest basketball dynasty ever. He deserves credit for that. He found Scottie Pippen and Horace Grant and Paxson and then rebuilt it after Michael went to go play baseball. He's their credit for that. So I think his legacy, his reputation is staying the same. Ryan Jerry Reinstorf takes takes up. His reputation is slowing for me as, as an owner. I don't, I don't think he's, I don't think he did a good job. Um, I think he's the reason this guy blew, blew up. I think that, um, I think the only thing he handled well was Michael's first retirement. I think that's the only part of this that he handled well. I think he, I think he was, um, um, I think he was a little shady. I don't think he, I think he used Jerry Krause to, to, to do his, um, use his words. And I think he's the reason that this Bulls team got blown up. And, and I think, I think it will hurt his legacy um, more long-term down the road. Steve Kerr. This is an interesting one. I thought last night the connection between Kerr and Michael and hearing Steve talk about that was powerful. Um, Steve Kerr hit some of the biggest shots in that 98 season. Some huge shots. And then, of course, he hit the big shot in 97, too. Steve Kerr's reputation is growing. What a resume Steve Kerr ends up having. Hall of Fame player. Hall of Fame coach. Was a really good GM in Phoenix. I mean, just a, just a great career for Steve Kerr. And our last one, MJ Finals competition, slowing. MJ buried his competition. You know, talking about Clyde. Talking about, he was offended about Clyde. Talking about Gary Payton. That, you know, and and against that, the the Sonic series. I think he didn't do a. I think he would have benefited maybe a little better from elevating his competition. You know, because I think a lot of people think that Jordan didn't play anyone in that area, in that era. You know, they're not, those players, those guys weren't as athletic as the NBA is now. They were tougher, for sure. So I think that his MJ, his finals competition is slowing. Um. Partly because of how he, you know, how he painted those teams, you know. All right. So as w- when we come back, 
we're going to shift to our final topic of the evening. We're going to talk about NASCAR action and live sports returning when we get back on the last burn. Racing is back. Sports are back. It's been a long couple months. NASCAR, the first major sport to come back. There was a little bit of an issue with that. There was um, some were saying UFC was the first. I saw someone said professional bull racing or bull, professional bull riding, PBR. Uh, is that what PBR is? That's what PBR is, professional bull riding. Well, this is why NASCAR is the first professional sport to come back, major sport. UFC is event-based. They don't hold weekly events. NASCAR holds weekly events similar to the NFL. It's a major sport. If you don't think it's a major sport, send me an email. We'll talk about it. Okay? It's a major sport. It's competition. Okay? Look up the definition of a sport. You need competition. Racing has competition. Now, NASCAR's back. It was odd. Okay, first one to admit to you. But it wasn't as odd as like WrestleMania. WrestleMania was hard to watch. You know, I think the, the wrestling was good. The quality of wrestling was good. But you still, you need that. You need that fan component for wrestling. You absolutely need that fan component for professional wrestling. Whereas NASCAR, unless they're looking in on them, you don't see them. You don't hear them. You know, unless they pan the the cameras and things like that and play audio on the fans. But overall, broadcast world is normal. But they did a really good job keeping everyone safe. Protocols seem to be in check. I thought it was phenomenal. I thought, I thought it was great to have sports back. You know, I think they're looking at um, July, Brickyard 400 to be the first race back with fans. That would be amazing if they could do that as well. Um, but sports are back. And this is what they need. All eyes are on NASCAR. Put the product out there. It's unfortunate that on the first lap, Recky Stenhouse Jr. had the wreck. Of course he did. Of course he did. Recky Stenhouse Jr. wrecked on the first lap. I'm not surprised. But then, I mean, if you look at it, if you continue, you know, Jimmy Johnson led laps. Chevy seems to have found something with this car. You know, um, Chase was fast. Alex Bowman was fast. Um, Matt Kenseth, 18 months off, top 10 finish. I mean, that is, that is amazing. And then, but Kevin Harvick finds a way, finds a way to win, uh, his 50th career win. Um, it's just overall, and we talk, when we talk about our final burn, um, it's just overall a really good day for the sport. And we have another race on Wednesday at Darlington as well. And this is just going to be a really good opportunity um, to to kind of pick up where we, they left off on Sunday. More racing, more time in the car. I think drivers are going to be a little more um, accumulated to the to racing again. I mean, these guys went no practice, no qualifying, jumped right in and took off. Um, and so I think I think the racing is going to be better. I think we're going to see an improvement from that standpoint. Um, it's, it's just a really good opportunity for the sport to grow. It's a really good opportunity for the sport to gain, to gain, to gain fans and get attention. 
But more importantly, it's good for people to see sports back on TV. You know, some sense of normal. You know, with so many people out of work. You know, something to look forward to. I mean, we have we have NASCAR now. I mean, we'll be able to look forward to NASCAR. Um, I think on Wednesday night, I'm telling you, I think the Chevys are going to have a big night. I think they're going to go back, and I'm looking at, I'm looking at, you know, I'm looking at Jimmy Johnson. Um, I think he's going to be pissed. He is going to be absolutely pissed because he was in the lead. He was going to win a stage, and then he wrecked. I mean, he's going to come out. That car is going to come out on fire. Um, I would, I would not be shocked if Jimmy Johnson won this race on Wednesday. I think it's, I think a Chevy driver is going to win on Wednesday. Um, I think I think they're gonna they're gonna find something that that they hit on and and they're definitely gonna um, come back with an opportunity. Um, so my picks for uh, Wednesday, um, I like the 48, I like the 88, I like the nine, and if you want a dark horse candidate, um, look at Matt Kenseth again. You know, um, if he can finish in the top 10. With 18 months off, a couple days later, I think he'll definitely have, I think he'll have a really good showing. So, I do want to thank you guys for taking the time out of your day, um, listening to the podcast. Um, please, if you have not yet, like us, subscribe, give us some feedback uh, on Twitter, on Instagram, um, share, follow, interact. Um, That's what we're here for. Um, We will catch you next time on The Last Burn. Take care.